This is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. Prepare for total domination. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording. March 2nd, 2023. You may be listening to this tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow, Friday, one of those. Uh, sixth podcast of the year with Snap Wilson, Robococo, and MJ Tolliver. Sweet 16 edition. So, guys, yeah. Uh, we are now into week weekend number two, approaching weekend number two of the the uh, March Madness Women's NCAA tournament, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, so we will get to that. But first, uh, if you've been following along on the Twitter account, sixth pod of the year, I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. Our- our handle anymore um anyway uh if you're if you follow if you listen to this you're probably aware of it by now but yeah we're playing bingo that's right uh i am doing terrible at it because i have the the volume off half the time because the announcers are annoying me no great end but that's my problem i'm gonna talk a little bit about that later but uh we have we have a bingo somebody got a bingo was it only one person Correct. So far, we have one bingo. Congrats to Elizabeth Iden at Elizabeth Iden four for our first bingo. Um, one to run through what you got. Uh, one seed misses the elite eight. We had two of those, which we will discuss. Yep. Player loses an eyelash, which is of course Angel Reese in our game against yep. Michigan. Crowd sign makes you laugh. Elizabeth let me know that it was the South Florida mascot who I also I also credit myself for this who had a birds aren't real sign. Um, yeah, that was the great. first two uh, teams that they played were both bird mascots. She also said she was going to give it to because the Washington State pep band were wearing gritty masks while they were playing, um, but that made her laugh and I think that should count too. Player with ten plus assists. I'm assuming she went with Caitlin Clark. And a double-double by halftime, it's kind of hard to reverse find those stats. Um, so I'm not right. sure which one that is. I'm guessing it might be Angel Reese because she had that 25 and 24 stat line against Michigan. Probably. <laughs> yeah, so she Kind of yeah, sounds like she might have had that. But um, <laughs> So congrats to Elizabeth. As, as you know, never too late to start bingo. Brackets are over. We're bingo people now. Get started for the Sweet yep. 16. Um, if you win, we'll shout you out in the pod. And you could also get a special message on the pod, which Elizabeth declined. So, oh, all right. Congrats again. Uh, Let's all play bingo. Congrats to Elizabeth. Uh, I haven't been able to get more than congrats. more than five, and definitely not anything in a row. Oh, I have a bunch. One they're bingo. just not. They're just not in a row right now. I think I'll get there yeah. though. I'm hopeful. I'm glad. I'm glad we got the sixty-nine, sixty-nine. That was great. <laughs> In such an epic fashion, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's first of all let's talk about how our brackets are going. Mine are absolute trash. Marty down. (laughs) uh, Am I down three or or two? I know I'm down two. 
because I, I didn't have Stanford. I had Iowa. So Iowa and South Carolina are my only saving grace. Uh, but the other side is in absolute ruin. I had Virginia Tech. They went out in the first round. And I had Indiana. I don't feel bad about that. I think a lot of people had Indiana. Uh, hey, on the pod, on the pod, you had Iowa State. Did you switch that? Oh, that was it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Iowa State. You're right. I, 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 I miss. Oh, she remembered. No, I said in the well, first I round. I still said because... they went out in the first round. <laughs> first round. I rem- okay. I'm not. I'm not lying about anything. <laughs> my my brackets trash. That's the point. That's the, that's the point that I'm getting at. Is is that. <laughs> absolute disaster uh, so i stopped looking at it <laughs> um uh toledo congratulations at least on winning one game and they didn't one. quite make it to the final four uh and who you had tennessee right yeah, tennessee's still live virginia still Tech, tennessee is coming up and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful for my lady vols yeah I, I would feel good about that all right um okay uh so let's talk Oh, MJ, how's the rest of your bracket doing? Or are you doing all right? Do you have a percentage on ESPN or anything? Um, Yeah, my percentage is 59 right now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Mine's, I don't know what Mine is, is undoubtedly worse, so I'm not even going <laughs> to say anything. So. Mine is also yours, at 59. Oh, oh there nice. you go. Yeah, oh. we're all tied up. Oh, there okay, you go. 20. But you, you okay. still have three, three potential final four no right? i ended yeah. up with stanford in my final four because like oh, i had written right. it down as iowa but then for the pot i made stanford and i wanted to be honest anyway so i'm down yep. to south carolina and tennessee are my two final four go. picks that are still still kicking there we go i'm well no i lost stanford and duke mm-hmm. well no we that's not duke. final four hold on hold on no 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 let me let me click forward my bad <laughs> uh let me see lead eight final four no i had South Carolina versus Stanford and my final four and Villanova versus Toledo. So yeah, okay. AL. Villanova can still do it. Villanova, Villanova is winning yeah, the whole can. thing in my oops all faves Ooh-wee. bracket. With Maddie? Which is doing terribly right now. But if they win the whole thing, I, I might have won everything. There you go. <laughs> all yeah, right. Cause... Do the do the, the Homer vote may save you. Yeah. <laughs> and Maddie is on the warpath right now too. So yeah. All right. Uh, we're, we're not going to talk a little bit about uh, basically how have we been enjoying uh, the final four up to this point or the, the women's tournament, I should say. Um, this is my first time following along to this extent. Uh, remote, anywhere near remotely. I think maybe I watched the final four uh, occasionally a couple of years in a row and, and that was it. Just those three games. Uh, I have been having a ball. I am so glad that the podcast uh, kind of inspired me to pay attention throughout the tournament because it's been a great tournament. I mean, it's just been uh, so full of like incredible games and getting to see a bunch of players that, you know, I only maybe saw highlights of, or maybe watched one or two games during the entire season. And I get to get to see them now in, in uh, a high pressure environment is, is really, really been wonderful. Um, but yeah, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Like, what what has been? What do you remember the most about this? That that uh, you know that makes you the happiest. What what has stuck out in your mind of the tournament uh, so far? Uh, let's start with you, MJ. Right now, Maddie Seagrass, and then what okay. Angel Reese just did to my uh, <laughs> Michigan Wolverines. 
just total annihilation. What what's that uh what they say in the one movie uh bring it on? Oh, you, you know <laughs> you got to just for listen total to listen. domination. Yeah, you just got to listen to the beginning of our all of any of our podcasts because you they have you <laughs> saying it in there. Um, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's what your that's what your Michigan yeah. uh, did did to my UNLV Rebels. So I was just thinking that the whole time. Like, yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, LSU just body Michigan. I'm, I'm assuming that that was not one of your favorite things. <laughs> it's just something you remember. Well, I like Angel, so she yeah. gets a pass. But I was going blue, of course. That's biased, though. But I didn't necessarily want to see her uh, knocked out. And we are not necessarily that great of a team to go forward and really make some noise anyway. So, you know, it's all right. It's okay. Okay, she can have it. She can have it this time. We had Nas Hillman in them last year, so it's That's cool. True. Yeah, they got uh, what Elite Eight. Uh, last year, yeah, Michigan. if I'm That's not right. mistaken, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Did we get to the elite or was it Sweet 16? Yeah. Uh, uh, South Dakota did a lot of work for you. They knocked out the the, the number two seed. I know they they knocked out like uh, both um, Baylor and they knocked out um, Shakira Austin's team. Which, oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. yeah. And then they and they nearly. Yeah, that's right. Ole Miss and they nearly beat Michigan as well. That that was something I remember, um, but yeah, Michigan made it to the elite eight. Yes, yeah, so uh, uh, what about it. you, Becky? What are what are some of your favorites uh, occurrences, games, and and moments so far? Well, I did make it through that Michigan LSU game by aggressively tweeting about how awful <laughs> Kim Mulkey's outfit was, and I was having a blast, <laughs> just completely ignoring the the rumping <laughs> we were receiving. Um, obviously, I love the upsets. Like I always root for the for the upset unless I really love the team. And I think I've come around to agree with you, Snap, that I don't like that the host sites are with the top 16 seeds because yeah. it sucks that the home crowd is rooting against the upset. You want the home crowd to root for the upset. Like, it's fun. Um, the only positive is like the crowds are insane. For yeah, the crowds games, are but... huge and big and, and hype. Yeah. Um, so I, I was really excited. Um, the Miami Indiana was really fun. Um, I got to see Miami play DePaul this year, and DePaul beat them by like 15 points. So I was not expecting much out of Miami, frankly. Um, yeah, so who really is the Sweet 16 team? Really, uh, DePaul may be the best team in the league. Um, that might be. Uh, but what I remember most from that game, I actually – I know uh, – Eric Nemchuk was there too, was leading over and be like, do you think Destiny Harden should be in the WNBA? Like that's an athlete. And she really yeah, showed off in that game, which was really fun. Um, and then of course, of course the upset over Stanford, it sucked for Cameron Brink. We talked about our love for Cameron yes. Brink and being that sick and doing everything you can. She really did everything she could, including yeah, a spectacular flop. If that was on your bingo card, um, <laughs> But I think, like many others, I was so excited for Coach Yo, <laughs> who I follow yeah. on Twitter. And just, you know, you could see her whole heart and soul out there. And I love a happy tear this time of year um, and just want them to completely ignore the players who are leaving the court crying and focus the players who are on the court crying from celebrating so hard. So yep. um, that was a fun watch, too. We know what crying means. Don't forget. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it means you got knocked out of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, it, means, it means you're going to win next time. 
Uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I loved <laughs> the upsets as well. Uh, just like even or even the games that were close up until the end. I didn't really mind if it was an upset or not, but it was the ones that were the, like really tight uh, until the end um, were just like the 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 environment, the atmosphere was insane for all of those games. So I really, really enjoyed that. I really especially enjoyed like the second Elite Eight day when it just everybody went just went down in flames. That was really, really fun. Uh, um, my, <laughs> I especially I, I tweeted uh, way too much about it, but I really, really enjoyed this year's Princeton team. That uh, the end of that NC State game was fantastic. Uh, and I just love the way that they play defense. They play defense like really tough, really clean. They don't foul so much. It's all positioning and just like getting your hands in the right place. Not a lot of fouls. The fouls that they 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 took were basically ones that they had took. There was nothing really dumb going on. They gave Elisa Peely a super hard time. Uh, she still had an amazing performance, but she had to really, really work for it. Uh, and that made her that made that performance from her seem all the greater because uh, they they put up a heck of a fight. Uh, I have a, I'm fully on board on the Caitlyn Chen hive. She is not a um, what you would call an analytics driven player, although she does get to the rim a lot and she do she does shoot really well from the rim. But she also takes a lot of of mid-range jumpers uh they i obviously live the plan for them because i don't think that they they don't have really good three-point shooting so they have to get out, get out and transition as much as they can uh those some of those transition shots though were were not super great and it kind of showed in their field goal percentage but other than that like the way they played defense was just it was just beautiful to watch uh some player performances aside from angel reese uh just absolutely destroying everybody um don't remind uh, me <laughs> it, it is what it is man uh what what is her name I'm, I'm blanking on the name from from uh duke celeste taylor that's <laughs> who one. i was celeste gonna talk taylor. about too yeah uh that that second game was insane uh just the how quick she was and it reminded me because the first draft i followed was the 2018 draft or no 20 2019 draft um, after the 2018 season. And I saw highlights of Kennedy Burke when she was at UCLA and just the defensive highlights from her were crazy. Uh, and I, I think I looked it up and even Celeste Taylor is even more bonkers in that regard. She's, she was just so quick in that game. And it was like, even beyond the steals, which, you know, 10 steals is nuts. Uh, the near steals, <laughs> it wasn't, it was it would, it could have been 15. Uh, with just like an inch, a hair more in in a certain direction. Wait, or what? What did I miss? Celeste she Taylor got, against she got fifteen steals. Or no, she 14? got ten. She got ten. Oh, I was about, I'm about to say, um, on, let me watch wait, this let's, game. Like, let's read her stat line. She okay. was Please. two assists and two points away from a quadruple double. Yep. Ten rebounds, Ooh. eight assists, ten steals, eight points. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, and yeah, like, uh, and I, I think getting four eights is, is like even more impressive than getting three tenths. If you ask me, it was, she, yeah, just, she was just, she was all over the place. The way she plays defense, the way she's just like, 
everywhere all at once. The quickness of her hands uh, and her feet. Uh, it was exciting. Super duper exciting. It makes me wish that I had been following along more in previous seasons because I think this was her final year, right? Um, or at least her fourth year. Maybe she has uh, another COVID year or something. I can never figure out how exactly well, how that Well, maybe works. we'll see her in the WBA. Could be. Could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, that was that was an insanely fun performance. Uh, like I said, Elisa Peely against Princeton was tremendous. Maddie Segrist, uh, I didn't stay tuned in a lot of those games because they, they kind of put it out of sight early but uh what i saw she looked incredible caitlin clark of course in that second game where she was uh, she she just powered iowa over georgia in that second game it was all her like everybody else uh on on iowa was was basically uh standing by waiting for her, <laughs> watching her do it or you know receiving the assist from her to do it. Uh, I think it was like 27 of the last 29 points or something were, were all generated by Caitlin Clark, which is nuts. Um, yeah. She got a LeBron moment. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi state, uh, over, or I'm sorry, Ole Miss over Stanford. That was, uh, tremendous. Uh, Ole Miss looks like the best defensive team in the tourney right now, I guess, uh, maybe outside of South Carolina, but South Carolina also has, has barely been tested, but yeah, the way that they played defense was, fantastic they were just they were just like harder than than stanford was throughout that and stanford obvious had some obvious weaknesses uh like we like you guys have talked about um uh cameron brink's performance against ole miss given the level of intensity uh was stupendous it's a real bummer for her to go out this year on that note so yeah that's basically it i mean i just there was there was so many good games the, the north carolina st john's game was awesome the Toledo upset was awesome. Uh, really enjoyed South Dakota State USC. That I think that went into overtime, if I remember right. That was great. So just so many. So it was it was cool. I'm I am like super duper enjoying this. Uh, it has been maybe the highlight of of uh, sports watching post um, <laughs> post uh, WNBA championship. Really really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, a couple other players. Oh, go ahead. Um, uh, Charisma Osborne in the game against yes. Oklahoma, 36 yes. points, another player that was all over the court. She's one to and watch that was for the draft. That was, yeah, that was another one that was like, it was all her basically Yeah, going down the stretch. Yeah, that was incredible. That was a really fun game because it looked like Oklahoma might, might pull that upset. Um, uh, didn't quite make it. And then. Um, for some reason, I have no idea. I thought Deja Kelly was drafted last year. I thought she was like a super senior this year. She's a junior. I don't like, I don't know what. Deja maybe it's Winters, just her. I think, is who you're, maybe who it's you're that. I, or maybe it's just her poise of the corks. Like, I, I picture mm -hmm. the right person. Um, uh, it was a bummer to see her knocked out of the tournament, but Deja Kelly was mm -hmm. really impressive in both of their games. Just someone that, you know, she's not. Uh, doesn't have huge hype, but can just get herself to the rim and get those shots when you need it. I loved watching her. Um, and that, yeah, that UNC Ohio State game was so fun. Um, JC Sheldon and then on Ohio State on the other side. Super fun to watch. Um, Both of their games, the, the, the victory over St. John's, too. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a couple yeah, other players. So many good games. There. By law, you cannot mention OSU in here with me 
<laughs> that a rule? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to see J.C. Sheldon from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm just a Michigan man. That's all. That's the OSU. I, it's like, I get it. That's my sworn enemy. Yeah. I refuse to call them the the thing the 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 Ohio State University. Right, You're just Ohio State University. Don't don't get a big head. Come on. Right. Uh, all right. I put together an all tournament team, just by uh, going by going by some numbers and then looking at also like strength of opponent and so on and so forth. Uh, number one is obviously Angel Reese, who is looking like the player of the tournament so far. Um, I, I would also go with Elisa Peely. She she completely dismantled, uh, who was it? Gardner Webb. I would not count that <laughs> as highly. But then she had an amazing performance against Princeton. 28 points on 8 of 13 shooting, uh, 10 rebounds. Uh, she had six turnovers. That was really where, where Princeton uh, uh, affected her. But it's still a great game, considering the opposition. Uh, Maddie Segrist, of course. Uh, that one's pretty pretty easy and pretty obvious. Um, you know, n- not her fault that <laughs> neither neither school was able to to live up to being a challenge. Uh, and then Caitlin Clark, I think that's that one's pretty good, obvious too. And then especially the way that she dominated Georgia to to push them to the win. Uh, I said you had to have two two games, so sorry about sorry for Cameron Brink and Brittany Davis. And for the fifth spot, I went with Charisma Osborne. Um, because of that Oklahoma performance. And that was another one that uh, she basically pushed uh, pushed them to the win. Uh, other players that did had really well, um, uh, like Cameron Brink for the one game uh, that she played against Ole Miss. Uh, Brittany Davis in the first round, 33 points on 10 of 16 shooting uh, against Baylor. Uh, that was a heck of a performance. Uh, and um, Aaliyah Edwards uh, mostly dominated against Vermont. Uh, a little... Not quite as good against uh, Baylor, but still 19 points on 9 of 11 shooting. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and then shout out to Haley Van Lith, who was just fantastic in both of those games. And she is a player who I think the the eye test um, belies the numbers. And they were great numbers, 26 and 21 points, um, 18 total out of 18 for 35 total. Uh, out of that, weirdly, not a lot of three pointers, or her three point shooting has not been great, but it hasn't had to be. And just the way that she moves around off ball, I thought AZ FUD was the one I was really looking forward to uh, watching her off ball play, and she's been great. Um, Haley Van Lith is all over the damn place uh, on offense. Uh, she is just, she never stops moving, never stops moving, throws the whole defense into disarray. Um, and uh, I wasn't surprised that. <laughs> That uh, who was it? Uh, what was the team? Texas. Uh, the player had some words for her, but you know, uh, if you win, then you, you basically have the upper hand in the argument. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's been terrific. She's a player that really opened my eyes once uh, you know I've got to sit down and see her play a few full games. You making me feel bad about uh, picking Ole Miss right now over Louisville. <laughs> we'll get to that because we're going <laughs> to talk about going forward. Uh, who we think is is going to come out of this. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to keep this really brief. Uh, this is my rant. Uh, and the thing that has kind of stood out to me in the most negative way uh, are these announcers. And I want to preface this by saying it's a really, really tough job to be a sports announcer. I, I acknowledge that. Just keeping everybody straight, 
and, you know, sounding composed and not stumbling over yourself and, and all of that, uh, is really, really difficult. I've tried to speak extemporaneously on the fly and, uh, I trip over myself quite a bit as anybody who listens to the podcast knows. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not dogging them about that. What I am criticizing them for, and I think this is probably a network thing that is forcing them to do it, is they don't know when to stop talking. They will fill every single point of the game with chatter. And if they had something interesting to say, probably wouldn't mind. But they they ran out of things to say because they won't stop talking. So they say the same things over and over and over again. And it is the obvious, we see what's going on stuff. Um, they they do that, that which annoys me no end. It's like you're, like you're a radio announcer or something. It's like, we can see what's going on on the screen. You know, it, you should be trying to explain the things that may not be self-evident. But they don't do that. They'll, they'll sit there and like, oh, pass to Bob on the wing, off a cut. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then the other thing is the whole finger quotes here, storytelling, uh, trying to <laughs> emphasize how important it is. This Are is they, for a trip to the Sweet 16. Dude, 10 times, 15 times, I counted over the span of 15 minutes. We heard it's winner go home. This is for a trip to the Sweet 16. Uh, the senior players, this could be their last game. This is their last game in this building over and over and over again. And that's because they don't have anything else to say and they won't shut up and just let the game, you know, go. Or even if there's a timeout, if nothing's happening, you don't need to talk. Unless you're explaining something that's going on that isn't self-evident, you don't need to talk. It's okay. It's fine. Silence is okay. It's better than just yammering on and on and on and saying the same damn things over again or saying the really obvious things over and over again. Uh, there's that. Uh, this is a personal thing, uh, which I don't like, is the the over-emphatic... Um, like we're, they're trying to make you feel excited about something that happened on the during the course of play, where they're just like screaming about it, and it's like you know it, I can you can recognize it if you if you watch basketball you know when something good really good happened or really exciting happened, and I've never experienced a moment like maybe maybe once or twice a few times maybe that was really helped out by the by the announcing where something really excited happened. The most of the time you say one thing, you, be, you keep quiet, you let the crowd do the work. The crowd is going to go nuts over something. You don't need to say anything like, you know, uh, the Mike Breen bang, bang. Then he shuts up. True, true, true. Right. And, yeah. and then, and like that Ray Allen three bang, <laughs> nothing. After that, it was all the, all the crowd. And he just he just let it sit. Um, the Kurt Gibson home run in the '88 World Series. Vince Scully, she is gone. Nothing, nothing for the next five minutes. 
and just the crowd going nuts and Kurt Gibson rounding the base and pumping his fist and all this. You don't need to talk all the way through it, all the way through it. Wow, what a play. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's just crossover. (laughs) You got him sounding like Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) May as well. That's that's how they're treating us. They're treating us like five-year-olds who don't know what's going on. Like they have to explain why this was an exciting play or whatever. It's just, it's so annoying. It's like just, maybe it's just me, but it's really annoying to the point of, like, I want to hear the crowd. I want to he- experience that intensity. And it's just like if you were sitting in the stands and there was a person behind you who's just a little bit louder than everybody else and they won't shut up. That's what it feels Uh-oh. like. Oh, Becky knows about that. We all know about this. We <laughs> yeah, went through this. We had a whole yeah. podcast section <laughs> devoted to the, the, the terrible fans that sit around us. That's what it feels like. It's like there's there's nobody who is just concise you know, explains or explains something like maybe one of them. I think the Oklahoma UCLA announcers were okay in this regard, but it was just like, you can tell us something that we don't know uh, or is different than that. You, than you've already said, you know, over the past 10 minutes. Uh, and then you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Uh, they have, you know, this stat or they're from here or whatever, something that's not evident, but they, then they just they don't stop. They just keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. It's really, really annoying. And that's just how I feel about it. It's like the one little sour note out of this whole tournament is that these announcers can't don't trust the audience enough to have a proper emotional feeling about this. It's, oh, it's somebody's last game. We know. We get it. That's how college works, right? It's going to be somebody's potentially last game that's how you know four years in college or five years with the covid year that's how it works we know that they're going on to the sweet 16 if they win this game you don't have to say it (laughs) we know that the loser goes home you don't have to say it it's just it's super annoying uh and that's just how i feel i don't know if, if you guys got the same had the same reaction to listening to this but it really really bugged me so, I mean, uh, am, am I alone in this, Becky? Or how did you feel? Or just were you indifferent? Yeah, I, was, or what? I was just about to say, Becky. I did not have the same reaction. I All all that was on the outline was snap rant. And I'm like, this could go anywhere. <laughs> it could be about anything. It's true. <laughs> um, I do think. It could have been yeah. about the commercials because the commercials were all asked to. But I, I figured that was a little too <laughs> boomer for me or something. I don't know. <laughs> I do think it's obvious that these, you know, the a lot of a lot of the announcers, you know, just don't know as much about the teams as what they normally announce. Um, mm. I've been watching the Bulls tonight, and I think the Bulls crew with Stacey King and Adam Amin is one of the best because they're kind of weirdos and have little inside jokes. Sure. Um, but it, it has not particularly bothered me. And we have on the bingo card various announcer cliches, so you gotta you got to tune in, though. <laughs> If you want to make your bingo cards. <laughs> That's, I've lost so many points on that. <laughs> just that alone. Uh, anything, MJ? Or are you just... Uh... No, I was just... Okay. I've been over here laughing behind you okay. because you've been going in. <laughs> and uh-huh. I haven't I haven't really caught, but uh, I caught South... I bought, uh, I, bought, I caught both of South Carolina's, some of, the, some of it. And I don't know what game I was watching. I went to sleep on, though. I just turned on ESPN and it was... 
one of the college games, I want to say it might have been Tennessee, mm-hmm. but I I went to sleep on it, so I wasn't, and I had my TV down low, so yeah. Well, they didn't, they didn't have any games worth staying awake for. They were both blowouts for Tennessee. Yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry, Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little sleeper team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm glad I got that out of my system. Yeah, it's just it's just really it's not and it's not just them. This, I think this is like a, a a pretty standard thing that tends to happen a lot. So I think that uh, there is a conscious decision of not to have maybe what they think is dead air. I don't I just don't think it's dead air. It's like it's okay. You don't need to talk the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> it really is fine. Uh, but or, or yeah, like you know, talking about what they oh here's the coach on the sideline is going nuts while all this is going on. We don't freaking care like we can see them on camera (laughs) yeah if they're on camera we can see them and if we can't so what you know show up show a replay of them later if they're doing something really really outstanding you don't have to tell us all about what's going on on the sidelines we're watching the game the game is the important thing what's on the sidelines they're like boxing announcers at the end damn near uh, having to call everything that's a really good analogy (laughs) because boxing announcers all the time gotta call everything everything Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's almost like it's, I would say it's radio, but they don't even like fully cover the things. They just talk. They just talk, 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 talk while everything's going on. And it's, I mean, I don't want a radio experience where blah, 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 dribbles the ball, passes to so-and-so, who passes to so-and-so. I don't need that. That's that's the way Bob Costas used to announce things, uh, he, the way he used to announce basketball on TV because he start, he came from radio. So that was what he knew. But um, yeah, it's just, uh, we don't need that. We don't need you to talk every second of the game. It's really distracting to me because I am trying to watch the game and you're going on about something that has is not related to what's going on with the thing. And it's not something that I'm, I want to commit to memory or think about like, oh, this person is from, you know, uh, is from Taiwan or this person is from whatever. I don't think we have any players from Taiwan. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's nothing of interest that you're just like, oh, that's interesting. Or, okay, that stat is pretty interesting, like fast break points or, or uh, you know, whatever. Um, it's just it's just noise. It's just chatter. And it's like you don't need it. Just listen to the game. The crowders are going nuts. The crowd is great to listen to, especially when they're going nuts. To hear them just going off is fantastic. That's the atmosphere of college basketball that makes it super unique. Just let it be, be that way through the broadcast instead of you trying to talk over it constantly and a lot of them are yelling too because of the crowd so they're trying to shout over the crowd too which is even more annoying oh, oh yeah see yeah. i didn't even uh, i don't know what i i was watching maddie's highlights from her last game mm-hmm. and i didn't hear i didn't hear them too much because the, maybe the crowd was too loud but i was listening on my phone too and she okay just maybe away. yeah i, I, I didn't like i, said, I didn't watch away. a whole lot of those because yeah. i think i watched like the first half of the florida gulf coast and then it got out of hand and I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'm going to go watch a closer game now. So, and I, again, I may have just had it muted because I was fed up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my, my grumpy, grumpy old man complaint is that <laughs> announcers just need to be quiet. <laughs> just <laughs> let the game play on. And right, now uh, back final... to us talking more about basketball. <laughs> back to us talking more about basketball. He's going to get them mad at us. They're going to be like, did you hear the sixth podcast of the year where he said we need to shut up? I didn't name names. I can't, I can't, I can't remember anybody's names anyway. I'm going to add all of them on Twitter. Don't worry. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, I will. I will stand by it. 
y'all need to shut up. All right, uh, right predictions I'll, going I'll forward. <laughs> um, so is everybody, uh, I feel very differently about a few of these teams now uh, going into the, the final four. Uh, I had Iowa going through, and I don't think Iowa's going through anymore in the the Seattle bracket. Really? Even though Stanford's gone, you're more confident about gone. Iowa. Or you're less confident about <laughs> Iowa. I am less confident about Iowa. That Georgia game really convinced me. Uh, I, I see the same thing. I see the, the weaknesses that I thought were present, could be present. And we, we're just hoping that they would get through it. And they may still, you know, this is predictions, right? It could be wrong. Um, even though the, they're facing a six, a five, and an eight seed <laughs> going forward. Uh, I've changed my vote here. And I, I might, I'm probably going to be proven wrong within 28, 48 hours, but who knows? I think Louisville is coming out of that bracket. Uh-oh. Louisville's hard, though. They are so up and down. <laughs> yes. Even within the, the, one another... game. Like they could have great a great first quarter round game and then Drake. completely right, yeah. fall apart, like for a quarter and just like be completely unable to score a single point. Um, yep. I mean, their defense is really, really strong, but um, I mean, yeah, they've been looking very, very good. But I don't know how confident I am at them. I'm not particularly confident in anybody, but I'm just looking ahead, looking at the other teams. Ole Miss probably is could just like totally dismantle everybody defensively and make it through. I wouldn't be mad if, if that happened. Uh, I just, I, I was just watching uh, part of this was Texas just like did, decided not to show up for some reason. That was one of the like weirdest performances, but even against Drake, which was a close game, they just look really good. They look really composed. They, I didn't feel at any point that they were really going to lose that game. And then they came out, they just demolished Texas, looking for all the world like world beaters. Uh, Ole Miss is, is going to be a different sort of challenge for them, but they were that's kind of what Texas was supposed to be, right? Like a, a defensive team. Um, but yeah, there's that. And, and I just don't feel good about Colorado, either Colorado or Iowa uh, coming out. Both of them have just, they've, they've looked... Like, um, well, not in the first round, uh, but yeah, against even against each other, Colorado Duke, that was like, uh, who wants to lose this game? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was just, they, I don't think it was like a tremendously played game. I don't know how Duke lost that game with Celeste Taylor, given the performance that she did. That was insane to me. Um, and Colorado had some, had some good performances. Uh, there was uh, a, a very large girl uh who who was like tremendous down the stretch nobody they did duke didn't have an answer for her and she just got like every rebound and was was doing great and i forgot her name unfortunately but um, um does her last name start with a c she had like uh, 18 rebounds or something like that i think i, I, think I, I can't remember up. uh i can't any, either yeah uh in any case um yeah she really like she stands out physically and then and then she also just dominated uh the final stretch of that game to give Colorado the win. Uh, uh, yeah, but I don't really feel great about anybody else. I think that they, that Louisville just seems like the most poised, the most ready for this tournament. Um, mm. And that's, that's where I'm going with. Uh, what about you, Becky? You don't, you don't sound convinced. Do you think it's going to be Iowa? Uh, I'm talking myself out of myself out of all of these teams. Like they are. <laughs> Somehow nobody is going to make it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> 
I'm almost like maybe just all this is gonna do it. That'd be great. It could be. I would not um, be surprised, and that would be awesome. Yeah, Iowa has such huge strengths and then big weaknesses. Uh, I'm gonna say Ole Miss. I'm I'm Team okay. Coachio. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can definitely see that happening. Um, on the other side, uh, Seattle three. Uh, th- that I got terribly wrong. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm looking at it. I don't know. Uh, I think UConn Ohio State is going to be a very fun game. Yeah. Um, Ohio State is so like such must be so annoying to play against, right? Their press mm. is so good and so frustrating. And UConn has really had a problem with turnovers this season, kind of understandably given the moving in and out of personnel. Um, and so that makes me very interested in that UConn Ohio yeah. State game. And I think Tennessee Virginia Tech's going to be a really good game too. Yeah. Everybody was sleeping on Virginia Tech, uh, including us. True. And, and they've, they've done a great job. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I really don't know. I, I kind of feel better about Tennessee over Virginia Tech than I feel about either UConn or Ohio State. Uh, beating each other beating the other team i don't know i guess i would i guess i would pick yukon uh in that um but uh, it's 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 tough you know for kayla for kayla i'll pick yukon and if i jinx them then that's even better (laughs) (laughs) who are are, you're required to root against yukon if you're (laughs) if you don't need to go to (laughs) yukon Great, MJ. <laughs> you uh, you had Toledo make it into the final yeah, four out I'm, of this I'm bracket. At dead in the face. <laughs> Where are you now? I mean, <laughs> you did better than Snap did because he, had he did better, much better than I did. <laughs> I mean, your team lost by nearly fifty points, but our team lost yeah. to the team that lost by fifty points. So right. <laughs> um. Well, what you guys want? My final four or my elite eight? Uh, well, go with this bracket first. Do you think it's going to be UConn, Ohio State, Virginia Tech, or Tennessee? Um, I'm going UConn, okay, uh, Tennessee, and then who wins um, that? Uh, Tennessee. Okay, so you got Tennessee. Becky, if they who... continue to play, you know, just thorough like through their roster, like if they can continue to keep playing like that, I think I could see them pulling that out. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I feel like if if you get if I gave it a percentage chance, I think I'd pick Tennessee just because I don't know who's winning that UConn Ohio State game. But I'll go with UConn just because. And I'm sorry, Kayla, if I jinx it. <laughs> and you both you both uh, are uh, so Becky, you went Ole Miss. What about you uh, in Seattle? Four? Do you want uh, my, Michael? Do you want Ole Miss, Louisville, Colorado, or Iowa? Um, I have Iowa. Okay. You got Iowa. All right, we got yeah. three different teams. That's awesome. Yeah, it's be fun. Uh, okay, are we all? We're all picking South Carolina, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay moving no, on. Yeah. the Notre I mean, Dame I mean, Maryland rematch, kind of fun. That is gonna be fun. That was that was the game of the Diamond Miller, expertly executed shush, of the crowd, um, on that buzzer beater. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like Maryland's coming out. I think Notre Dame's kind of been on borrowed time. Yeah, Notre really Dame's rough. missing key pieces, so I, you know, yep. I think Maryland. But it's fun that it's a rematch of that kind of epic game from earlier in the season. 
All right. And now Greenville uh, two. Uh, we got Miami Villanova and LSU Utah. Uh, I I hate to say this. I think LSU is coming out of this. What? Yeah. Uh, okay, Angel. Yeah. I got Villanova. Okay. And Becky, you taking Villanova? Uh, I want to take Villanova. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but I kind of um, my bracket has oh my bracket at Indiana originally. I yep. just you get your free we pick in here. <laughs> I still it's just hard. Villanova, I really like Dulcie on Villanova, but it's hard to go up against Angel Reese if you don't have that big, big presence. Um She is stacking yeah. up bodies like uh yeah. like a coroner right now. It's just and, really, you know, really bad. And South <laughs> you know, that's why they can't beat South Carolina because South Carolina has multiple bigs that can handle her. Yep. <laughs> um, it can continue to come off the bench, but Villanova kind of has Dulcy, and then when she gets in foul trouble, it you know, it it keeps mm. everyone slightly worse than she is. Um, and I would, and Angel Reese is better than her because she's better than almost yeah. everyone. Um, so yeah. I think that's going to be hard. So I think I'll probably pick LSU, but okay. uh, my heart really wants Villanova. <laughs> All right. Well, you could you could uh, get a lot of points here, MJ, if, if Villanova manages to do it because we're both going against that. Cool. Okay. I'm I'm keeping track of this, so you know yeah. we'll have a, a few little bragging rights at the at the end of the day. We'll see how it goes. Um, and I think that's it. Does anybody have anything else? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Villanova can somehow shock South Carolina. Shock the world. We'll we'll see. <laughs> Just to throw a little mystery out there and have people like, oh, he thinks, hey, if, if Maddie keeps playing the way she's playing, and Angel too, I wouldn't put it past Angel to be able to just, because I'm not going to forget uh, Cameron going against, or Cameron Brink, let me make sure people know, going against South Carolina early in the, uh, in like the season and willing them to an almost win until she got fouled out. So if if some player can continue to attack them with that kind of fervor, and especially on the defensive end, we find somebody on the defensive end to kind of throw them off and keep Aaliyah off of all of those uh, rebounds and stuff like that, putbacks. Then I think they got a chance. I think, yeah, it, it would so be dope. Detailed, it would probably like, be Angel, but yeah. I was just thinking, like you think about South Carolina, you like look at look at Cardosa, who's a bench player for them. If Cardoso was anywhere else, we would be like, holy cow, Camila Cardoso, she's amazing. She's a huge, powerful force on this team, and she's like the backup center (laughs) on South Carolina. It's rough. Their their rotation is so good. Yeah, Aaliyah Boston comes out finally, and you're like, great. <laughs> what a nightmare! Yeah, it was that that uh, yeah. Florida the the game against South Florida and Cardoso was just like so much taller than everybody else, and just like just like reaches up, up oh, got the rebound. <laughs> nobody nobody can even like touch touch the ball. <laughs> and they're so good up. that it's like you're like credit to South Florida, like great job. Yeah. They kept it close for. Half of the game, and like you feel really good about that. <laughs> That's just yeah, how good this team is. Yeah, it's rough. Um, I'm, I'm, my my uh, overall pick is not changing at, at all. It, it's it's really funny that like nobody has like super duper stood out. It's just total team domination. Mm-hmm. So, all right. 
anyway, folks, this has been the sixth podcast of the year. Sweet 16 edition. Uh, we're definitely coming back after the championship game. I don't know if we're going to be back next week, but we're definitely coming back after the championship game because we will have a lot of WNBA draft stuff to talk about. So uh, we're going to do that. In the meantime, I hope you guys are enjoying the tournament. Uh, judged by Twitter, uh, it appears many of you are. It's been a lot of fun. I am so happy that this podcast got me into watching this thing. Um, I, I've really enjoyed it. I've been slightly overwhelmed by the amount of basketball that's been going on. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, it's just been it's been totally cool, like some great individual performances, some some awesome games uh, throughout the first uh, first two rounds. And hopefully that keeps going and we're not just getting blowouts like all the way up the ladder anywhere. I hope I didn't jinx it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> so uh, for Robococo, for MJ Tolliver, uh, this is Snap Wilson. Um it's been the sixth podcast of the year, and we will see you in at least two weeks. Please play bingo. It's a lot of fun. We're bingo people now. Bingo people now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yep. Don't don't tell Spotify that. Um, <laughs> peace out. Peace out. Bye.